You're listening to Out of the Box Podcast with Rosie Tran. Out of the Box is sponsored by HugMeTees.com. Spread love, give a hug, HugMeTees.com. Guys, check us out on SoundCloud. And as always, we are on iTunes and Stitcher Radio. If you like us, go on iTunes.com and look for Out of the Box Podcast and leave a positive review. Positive reviews help us out more than anything else that you could do. Um, If you for some reason are not on iTunes, you can check us out on outoftheboxpodcast.com and click on the donate button. We're now accepting Litecoins and Bitcoins and all alternative currency. Um, I am very excited today to have a very special guest. He is the founder of the website choicewithin.com, B. Patrick Lewis. B. Patrick, how are you? I am doing fantastic, Rosie. How are you today? Good. I found your website and I absolutely love the content because you focus on um, finding happiness from within. And unfortunately, in our society, sometimes we focus on the external, right? In extrinsic happiness, which doesn't really do anything to actually create long lasting happiness. That is so true. We live in a world where everything is, you know, on the outside, and we think we've got to show off everything that's on the outside when the true happiness is found within. So that's my focus trying to get people to look more within where their true self lives. Yes, and it's a bit of a challenge because unfortunately in our society, we want to look to people that have proof of success, right? So we want to see people who have the money, who have the girl, who have the fame. And it's so funny because it's proven time and time again, as we see celebrities and other personalities dealing with depression, sometimes unfortunately committing suicide, that these things just don't go and bring about happiness. We keep on this endless cycle. And so what I like is you're really focused. You have a new um, program, the 21 Day Marrying Yourself, correct? Correct. So let's talk a little bit about this this really unique and awesome program that you developed. Well, uh, basically, uh, I realized that, uh, like you said, there are so many people that are looking for, well, we all want to be loved. And we're looking for love and we're looking for validation. And, and so we're doing all of these things that are on the outside. And, you know, I, I realized through my own experiences that, you know, you certainly can't give what you don't possess. Yes. And, yes. and um, you were depressed. Is that what happened? You started out yes, very depressed. Yes, absolutely. And went through a lot of fear and anxiety and uh, had, had lots of issues. You know, life, life is a classroom. And so the best teacher is experience. And so I, I went through it and uh, realized that, you know, in order for me to truly be happy, um, I've got to learn to love myself first. And so mm-hmm. that's when the series started to develop and I started to write um, each audio um, piece by piece and, and finally put it all together. And, um, and I just, you know, I've got great parents that always taught me that something as valuable as happiness shouldn't uh, cost a penny. So that's why it's free. And mm-hmm. um, so I just think it's really important for people to learn about who they are, why they're here. And to really get in touch with their true self, because that's really where everything starts, is where happiness happiness lives. It is. And I want to mention a couple of things that you made a point of, which are very important. But before I go there, I want to say that um, if we don't go internally and start realizing and, and kind of fixing these issues and dealing with it and discovering ourselves, what happens is oftentimes we project that unhappiness on the outside world, and then we can't figure out what's wrong with our life, right? Absolutely. It happens all the time. You know, I, um, I, I was uh, on social media the other day, and, and, it, and it just kind of hit me. And, 
it um i think it 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 really made some sense to a lot of people because i got a lot of responses from it but the 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 comment i made was you know if if you're unhappy single uh you will be unhappy married <laughs> that is so true preach <laughs> that is so true and that's what i love your program about marrying yourself because so many people think I want to find that other person to complete me. Once I find that, you know, a 10, then they can help me become a 10. No, you got to be a 10 to attract a 10, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. You have to bring 100% of yourself to the party and let them bring 100% of themselves to the party. And then you can share it in each other's. Um, when we search to be completed, what happens is then you've got all kinds of other issues that that uh, that come into play. Number one being codependency. Now you uh, you're you're kind of stealing from them what you don't want to find in yourself. And uh, um, let's say something happens and the relationship ends. Now you're still back to ground zero. So not only uh, you, that, but your your world is over. Or you're devastated. You know the person leaves or the person's away from them from you. You miss them like crazy, and you're you're desperate. You're needy. You can't function without them. So for those of you listening who don't know what codependency is, um, I would describe it as putting your own happiness and needs in the hands of a, another person. Is that how you would describe it, Patrick? Absolutely. Or B. Patrick, sorry. Absolutely. You're absolutely right. It's um, and it's it's probably more common than most people think. Um, and I would think that it's probably, um, most, I don't think a lot of people don't really understand that they may be a codependent. And codependency uh, is an unhealthy kind of, um, addictive yes. behavior, correct? Uh, uh, For people absolutely. who don't know what it is. Okay. Yes. Yeah. So it's not a healthy relationship. And the sad part is B, I noticed that a lot of our media kind of promotes this, romanticized idea of codependency, which is actually not healthy. No, it's, it's not at all. Um, I, you know, I, it's funny because, uh, I, I, I love Hollywood. I love the movies. I love, I love, uh, Tom Cruise, but there's, <laughs> one, there's that one line in Jerry Maguire towards the end where she says, you complete me. And it just makes me cringe. And I'm thinking, Oh, why, why, why did you, why, why are you teaching people this? <laughs> <laughs> no one should complete you. You're fine. You're going to be fine. You are so. perfect, whole and complete as you are. And you need to find that companion, not that mommy or daddy. <laughs> that's, that's absolutely right. There is, there is no question. But interestingly enough, though, um, we also think that when we are searching to kind of fill the hole in our soul, that that person that we find will be able to provide that, that, you know, to, that whatever it is to fill the hole. But ironically, um, and it's been uh, talked about by, by all kinds of doctors in science that, um, you only will, uh, you are who you attract. So you may find someone that may be, you know, you know, high up in some other area, but they will also be looking for something to fill in themselves. And so actually you end up having the blind leading the blind. And it's Marie kind of a Osmond dynamic. Marie has an amazing quote about that. She said, you don't date and marry um, who is at your level. You date and marry who is at your self-esteem level. Yes. So good. that yep. is so important. And not only that, B, but sometimes you will be with someone 
who, you know, maybe you think, oh, I'm marrying up or I'm, I'm whatever, you're a different level. And, and if you're not at that level, you're going to scare them off because like can only be with like. So unless you're working on yourself, you know, if you get this great catch or whatever, and you're not willing to rise to the occasion and stand and be a strong, powerful man or, or an authentic, you know, powerful woman, you're going to, that person's going to run away screaming. Absolutely right. Um, now, I want to talk about something that you mentioned that's very important. You said that you have very loving parents growing up. Is that correct? That is correct. So I want to mention that because a lot of times people have this illusion that to have low self-esteem or to have these issues inside of ourselves to fix, you got to come from some broken you know, ghetto family. And that's just not true. <laughs> we all have it, right? We all. Well, I like to say that every, every, every family is dysfunctional. <laughs> <laughs> that's the norm right <laughs> that is the norm you know we're we're all screwed up in some shape way shape or form uh but you know coming from uh, but you didn't you know, have severe abuse that's what I no mean. Yes. no not not at all and not so that's all. an important point because i hear i meet all these people who you know think that they're quote-unquote broken and they're like well i can't take that advice or i can't you know that doesn't apply to me because you know there's this syndrome where people feel like well, you don't understand me, or I'm different, or I'm special, or I don't have anything to do with that. So that doesn't apply to me. But this is something that's very universal, that happiness comes from within, and that we can't fix it with these external factors. And we have to go inside. And the low self-esteem and the, and the issues don't, don't necessarily come from upbringing. They can, and they can be exacerbated from a, a highly dysfunctional childhood. But um, we all you know, get to, to look at ourselves. No question about it. It, it <clears throat> you, you hit it on the head. It, it you know, it, it really doesn't, you know, having a great family support is is extremely important, and, and it always, you know, will benefit. But it's still about you. It's still about self, and it's still about understanding who you are. And you know, we have some very formative years. You know, I think, um, I, you know, if I'm not mistaken, I think it's somewhere between six and twelve years old. Um, it may be a little different from uh, boys and girls, but you know, the mind is going through all of this stuff, and um, it, at that point, you know, you could have the greatest parents in the world, or you could be being raised by an aunt or a grandmother or what have you, or you know, you could be in a dire situation. My point is, is that we still have to figure out who we are inside um, because that's really where it all starts. That's where we all live. Um, that's our true self. And when you can tap into that, um, everything changes. I mean, everything, because you now can walk with, uh, with, a, with a sense of um, I want even, it, it's even higher than, than self-esteem. It's, 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 it's almost, and it's not, not as, I don't want to say entitlement, but you certainly believe in yourself in a way that it's you being know, in your own power, living, living yes, as who you really are, who you really are. Yes. And I, I think it's, um, uh, we're seeing it a lot, you know, I mean, with, um, with now Caitlyn Jenner and, and other, you know, mm. people, um, you that know, it's, it's, it's fascinating because, you know, if you just take that one example, um, the, all the money you know, and all, all the, the success money, couldn't hide who the, he was. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I mean, that just is just, it's, it's a wow moment. It's like unbelievable. 
you know, all of the things, you know, you know, the, the Olympian in 76 and all the way up, you know, and now in his mid sixties and he, he had to get to a place to where he said, you know what, I know who I am, but society is telling me that I shouldn't be, or I can't be, or I'll be shamed to be. And until he really got to that place, um, you know, and it's obvious now he's just, he's, he's flying high or she's mm-hmm. flying high and it's going to be a wonderful experience and a wonderful li- uh, life for, for her, I believe. It is. And I think a lot of people are in denial of that because there's other factors at hand. You know, for example, if you come from a family of doctors and you just don't want to be a doctor, you're not a doctor. There are a lot of external pressures out, you know, from family, social other things that can really prevent you from being who you are. But as we've seen time and time again, you can't repress that. You have to be who you are. It does eventually come out. Yeah. <laughs> so it's know? now or later. You want to deal with the pain now or the deal with it, it is so true. It eventually comes out. And, it, you know, uh, I have talked to a lot of people that have uh, started to take the series, and I've heard some interesting comments. And and, and the ones that are most similar, that are consistent, are, you know, I shared my my love for writing with my husband and he looked at me sideways like I never knew you could write <laughs> or, you know one person said I didn't know you played guitar we've been married 10 years uh-huh. I mean the other the wife the husband didn't know she could play guitar they've been married for 10 years oh and God. she's good and so it's almost it. yes yeah. because that obviously wasn't a part of what she needed to portray in the wooing part of the relationship. Mm-hmm. And man, that's scary. That's, <laughs> you're really. This is, this is how people end up married for 30 years and they say, I don't know who I was married to or something happens. Go, I don't know who I was married to. And, and I think that's actually very inauthentic and very, you know, um, you're kind of like lying to the other person. And, and I know that a lot of people don't mean to do it. Because a lot of us play these roles and we wear these different masks, right? That's part of our society is putting on masks to appease certain people or, you know, whatever. Yes. Yeah. So what would you do to, you know, encourage someone um, who is in a situation like that? Because I know a lot of people, you know, maybe they're in a culture. Maybe you're a female and you're in a very, you know, chauvinistic culture where you really can't be who you are. And it's, you know, maybe legally unsafe, well, you know, it's, um, it is difficult, um, and there's different situations. Everyone, you know, runs into it. But I will say this to anyone that is battling, and I call it being stuck, um, begin. The, one, the most important thing you can do is find five minutes, close your eyes, and just get quiet. Um, it is the fastest way to get to know yourself. And what ends up happening is if you just continue to just do this for, and this is part of the 21-day series, but even if you didn't do the series, just take five minutes, close your eyes, and be still, and just focus on your breathing for five minutes, just inhale and exhale. What ends up happening is you actually get introduced to your inner self. And Mm -hmm. so what people don't understand is there's actually another person living within you, and it's the real you, and then there's this person that you portray every day as you walk out the door. Well, we're obviously more familiar with the person that walks out the door because that's who we interact with. It's who we, it's who looks at us. It's who we look at. And so 
that's who we're familiar with, but that's not really who we are. So I talk about getting to know who you are, and you can do that by just five minutes of quiet a day. Now, after a couple of weeks, that whole dynamic will kind of switch slowly, and your inner self will start to take over your outer self. And so you'll start to what I call lead with love. And so when you start to walk out the door, you're not so concerned anymore about, and speaking of, let's just say, a female, you're not that concerned anymore about making sure that everything on your face and your clothes and everything is perfect. Yes, we all want to portray. We all want to look our best. But there's something that changes inside where the energy that you now is coming out of you, it actually hits people and they stop noticing all of the, you know, material stuff mm-hmm. and they start to get attracted to your energy. You know, it's funny. People think they fall in love with people. No, you fall in love with energy mm-hmm. because the person you married when they were, when you were 20 and they were 20, well, when you're 85 and they're 85, they're not going to look like that. So you better have fallen in love <laughs> with who they really are, right? <laughs> yeah. With the inner, you know, with the energy, because that's the one thing that never dies. You know, we start to die the moment we're born, but the soul, the inner self never dies. I want to talk about what you're kind of verify what you're saying. So you're talking about an energy and, you know, I know that there's a lot of talk about energy in, um, new age and also alternative thinking and a lot of people think that this is a pseudoscience but actually um it's not it's actually backed by real science and that is psychology and social science that says that the purpose of uh, life is self um awareness and, yes. and finding out who you are so you know i don't know why there's been kind of this attack on on this thinking lately but i've i've noticed a lot of people saying well that type of thinking is pseudoscience it's not backed by real science but you know all of the psychological studies show that self realization is actually the purpose of our, of our life is 100% no no question about it um it's it's why it's it truly is why we are here um, it's to know I, ourselves. It's to know ourselves. And There's so just, yeah. I don't know where it comes from, but I've noticed a lot of, you know, articles and other things saying, you know, this isn't real science. It's woo woo. It's, you know, because, because we're talking about energy, but, but it's not just energy. And I think maybe sometimes people get um, scared because it has to do with soul and they think of that as dealing with religion. But we're talking about something other. It can be religious. It can be spiritual. But we're talking about something else that yes, exists in it, everyone. It, Absolutely. And, and, you know, I, I, I try to level that playing field by saying that, you know, imagine um, a bowling ball um, and it's, you know, multicolored or, or one color or however you want it to look at it, but it's this bowling ball. And, and when you touch it, it lights up and that's, so now it's a ball of energy and imagine that being, you know, every single person on this planet. See everything else. We're just housing this. We're we we're, that energy ball is within this vehicle that we're housing, which is what we call our human body. Mm-hmm. But the reality is, is we're all just that ball, and so that's who we are. That's the attraction. That's the that's what we we put out. Um, everyone always wants to knock down, you know, the things that happen because we live in a world where, you know, 
you can't be too good. You know, when's the other shoe going to drop? You know? <laughs> I mean, it's almost like, and so we constantly are looking for the negative and everything, you know, and it's just, it's, it's unbelievable. But if you truly, you know, understand that whatever you put out will come back. Um, and I say to people, if you don't believe in energy, then tomorrow morning or whenever you want to in the next five minutes, go out, walk down the street and smile at a stranger and see if they will smile back. <laughs> and and they it's and they so will. true. Yeah. And, and also the reverse can happen, you know, and any, everyone's had that day where they came into work and their boss is screaming and yelling or in a bad mood. And what happens? The entire mood of everyone around you gets uh, negative, right? Yes. Yes. In an instant, in an instant. And that's really, you know, that's a great point because, um, you know, some of the things that I teach when that happens, um, there's a, there's a choice to be made. And the choice is, do I, do I get attracted to that negative energy right now? Or do I come back to self and stay within myself? And it's, it's a, it's a split second right there, you know, because, um, there are a lot of people and I was one of them that, you know, that is, that always not necessarily get the last word, but you know, <laughs> a, little, a little argumentative here and there. And what I have learned in the course of, of several years now of, of, of meditation and getting quiet is that um, what ends up happening is we, we lose what we, what, what I like to call your ego self. And when you lose the ego self, then then you really do understand that we're all the same. There is there is no different. And that um, one of the greatest lines I ever heard my Angelo say was that if you are a human being, before you judge, remember that whatever you were about to judge that person and what they did, you as a human being are also capable of doing that exact same thing. Yes. Yes, As that is very deep. Extremely powerful. You that know? is very powerful. And um, now you're talking about the substance that makes us up, and you're saying, you know, this body or this whatever is just housing us, right? And so that is actually brings about a deeper and very profound point that everything external, every single thing that's external, not just money, not just fame, not just these other things, but actually are false identities. So you being a man or I, me being a woman or you being, you know, black or me being Asian or whatever our ethnicities, those are like kind of not, you know, because we're so used in society to identifying with those, right? Absolutely. And yes. you're saying that the, that doesn't, we're, we're something even greater than that, that, you know, that's just like the, the packaging, right? <laughs> well, it is. And it, and it's, it's, it's mind blowing because how many times have you, gone out on a date or you've just walked down the street or you've seen someone on the subway in New York or in traffic or something and you get, you know, it's not just the butterflies, it's a connection. And it's like, wait a minute, what, what was that? Mm -hmm. And you didn't, you didn't think, well, you know, it couldn't be because, you know, they're Asian, they're black, they're white, they're whatever. That doesn't come into play. That wasn't, that doesn't even, it's the furthest thing from your mind. All you know is that there was this magnet and, and that's the energy attracting energy. So, you know, it, happy people 
create happiness and they draw that to them and it becomes this magnet and it's an attraction and the same goes for negative and depressed and, and misery loves get, company misery loves company yeah um so I, I, I find it I find it fascinating and I find coincidence people talk about coincidence fascinating just to get real back real quick back on the energy thing. You know, have you ever wondered how you could, you know, be cleaning out a closet and there's a shoebox and in the shoebox is a card from a girlfriend that you haven't spoken with in fifteen years and then in twenty minutes the phone rings or you get a text. Yeah, just thinking yeah. about you, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, you have to stop and you have to say, Okay, there's something to that. Not only that, and, you know, I think some people get a little bit fearful of it because of the idea of maybe telepathy or other other connective things that are outside of the realm of the quote unquote known. But, you know, I'd, I'm not going to go into that whole sphere and, and ghosts and other things like that, because, you oh, know, no, that's no, not what yeah. this is about. But no. what I do want to say is that um, there is something right that's that's something that I can verify. There is something, whether it's an energy or a connection or something, because, you know, even with empirical science, when we're measuring things, the human eye can only see a certain spectrum of light and the human ear can only hear a certain spectrum of sound, just like how dogs have, you know, better hearing than us and other things. So there's a lot of unknown out there. And so I don't want people who are very scientific to say, well, that can't be proven with science. You know, there's, there's information that's going on around us at all times that we can't physically see or hear to our perspective. And that doesn't mean that it doesn't exist. But as you said, Patrick, sometimes it's a feeling or you see someone and you get maybe scared, you know, repulsed by them, or you see someone and you get a little tingle. And so yeah. these are things that can't be explained, but that doesn't mean they're not real. Correct. Yeah. Correct. So that's very, very important that I make that distinction because you know, um, unfortunately, science is a very amazing thing, but it can also close people's minds when it comes to some of these um, unexplainable phenomenon. So I think that's important to note. Um, so your program is all about people falling in love with themselves. Is that correct? Before they they can go out or, or to learn themselves better in order to become a better partner? Is that am I saying that right? Uh, yes, it's really just about, I mean, the title is, is kind of, um, First of all, the, the program again, 21 days to, marry 21 yourself. days to, to learn to love and marry yourself. Okay. And where can people and, find this for those interested? Uh, choicewithin.com. Okay. And, uh, it's right there. It's a free program and, uh, you just sign up and there will be, uh, an email, audio email that'll come to your box. Um, okay. How awesome is that guys? It's totally free. Yes. Okay. Absolutely. So you guys have to go on choicewithin.com and um, sign up because that, what an amazing gift. Thank you. A That's absolutely. amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I know it's totally free. And uh, the reviews that we've gotten uh, thus far have been really great and, and great for me because, um, you know, I, I have learned uh, that, um, you know, my biggest reward in life is, to be authentic, and when I'm authentic and I share my authentic self, um, the reward that I'm getting back is, is so much more than. I mean, Rosie, I, I I'm blown away by um, what I'm receiving back from from putting this program out. Um, I mean, I knew that we had a lot of issues in this world, and I know that there are a lot of people that are battling fear and anxiety and depression. And I know 
a lot of people that, that battle addictions and, um, and so, but the, the, the types of comments that I'm hearing are just overwhelming to me and they're, you know, people are really saying they needed this. Uh, so it, it's, it's been great. So yes, you can find it at choicewithin.com and it's, it's fantastic. Yeah. I think that's really, really awesome that you're offering that as, you know, a free and guys all out of the box listeners go on choicewithin.com and, and get this free program because, you know, I would even argue be that all of the world's problems are actually caused by people not knowing themselves, greed, um, you know, all of these negative things, uh, people hurting each other. It all comes from not knowing yourself because you're not going to hurt someone if you're whole and complete. Hurting someone is a, is a reaction of the ego trying to be right or trying to prove something to get validation or love. So I would actually argue that all of the world's problems are caused by people not knowing themselves. Wow. You need to, you need to do my next audio. That was, <laughs> that, that was on point. It you are uh, oh, anything, right? So people absolutely. being greedy for money, being greedy for money yes. is a reaction of you feeling like there's not enough because you don't feel whole, right? Trying to one up your wife or one up your husband or your boyfriend or whoever is a reaction of feeling insecure and projecting that insecurity. So every single problem that is in the world today comes from the one person staring in the mirror. And I'm not saying, you know, you be are responsible for all of the world's problems, but as but all of the world's problems are caused by people's ego minds trying to hurt others. Because if yes. you're whole and happy and complete, you don't need to hurt anyone. <laughs> no, no. And you have a great understanding of, of your fellow human. And that's the thing. When you, when you can remove the ego self, you remove all of the blocks, all of the lies, all of the falsities that are of our society that say that you're different than me and I'm different than you. And, and mine you know, is better than you and my religion better, and you're and this and, and that. Exactly. <laughs> and it's all just a bunch of garbage because when you can understand that who you are and you can walk in that space, your space, it's yours, you know, it's, it's like, wow, this is who I am. I mean, it, it, it is amazing. I, I will say this to everyone that's listening when you really tap into who you are, you will not believe the energy that you will put out. And you don't have to do anything. It's not like you have to wear a shirt that says, I have energy now, or you have to put on <laughs> some kind of hat or something. You, it, it is, it, it's, it's like, uh, you know, I call it a cologne or perfume. It, it, it's amazing what you put out. Um, you know, Deepak Chopra, who is a, 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 one of my... Uh, mentors and, and someone I look up to and, and read almost everything that he puts out talks very deeply about something that I think is huge. And he says that, you know, the, the, the eyes um, uh, are the gateway to the soul. So when you really get to know who you are fully, um, when you, when you look at someone they are now, they're not seeing just your face as they were before. They actually are seeing through and down into you. And they don't even realize it, but it's amazing the difference. Um, I can tell you that I have seen a tremendous change in the way people treat me um, in all aspects of life, whether it's the grocery store, whether it's just at a stoplight, 
So let's give some actual hardcore tangible examples so that some of the people who are listening can understand. So before you started to do this internal work, um, what type of responses or behaviors were you getting from others? And then after, you know, and it can be anything as a simple smile, but just so that people understand a little bit more um, tangibly what you're talking about. Well, we, we do a lot unconsciously because the the world dictates it. I mean, um, uh, you you being out in the LA area know about traffic and, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I mean, it's, we do things just because everyone else thinks that this is, well, that's everybody else is doing it. So let's yeah. just say you're in traffic and you, you know, you honk your horn or someone didn't get to the light fast enough or whatever. Well, that, that particular act, that energy, that haste, now that, that's ego. That's, let, let me show you what I got. Now, did it accomplish anything? Zero. Yeah, I deserve to be in front of you. How dare you cut me off? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it, it, it did nothing except started somewhat of a, ch- of a chain reaction around you of that same negative energy, negative philosophy. Same situation, traffic, you're still not going anywhere. And and actually, there's been, uh, I, I can't think of it off the top of my head, but there's someone that's doing these, these wild YouTube videos where they're, they're singing karaoke in the car or something. It's hilarious. <laughs> but anyway, it, my point is, is that let's just take that, for instance, you pull up, you're in traffic, you crank the radio up, and you're singing to Bruce Springsteen or some song that you love or something that song that everybody loves, and watch the reaction of the cars around you. You will see immediate smiles and maybe get a clap or someone will start singing with you or all of a sudden you've shifted the energy you've shifted the energy of 15 20 cars possibly i mean how powerful is that it is and And i've done that i've been singing in the car and just having a great old time like i'm not gonna let it bother me and i'll see people next to me just laughing and you know (laughs) i mean it is amazing and i i i almost look at it as a challenge now it's like you know People think the hardest thing is to get someone out of a funk. And you know what's so funny about people in general is how many times have people said, oh, great, you just ruined my great depressive day. You know, I mean, <laughs> what kind of comment is that? You know, I wanted to be mad for at least another hour. You know, it's like, it's like oh, really? I mean, it's just amazing how, you know, we're so programmed to be frustrated and stuck. And I, and I, and I do understand, I do get it. And I'm being serious now. The reason for that attitude of, of staying stuck is because now there's no expectations for, for greatness or happiness to happen. And so it's easier to be stuck. But sometimes there's validation in it. You know, if you're in an yes. area where everyone around you is miserable and you're Mr. Happy, you exactly. might get some backlash. Exactly. <laughs> so, you know, but uh, again, it, it really you really can set off an amazing chain reaction. And um, it's, it's the thing I like to tell people is that this is not some kind of experiment or game. If this is, when this becomes you, um, it can't be stopped. Um, an experiment or a game, you can get tired of it and you can say, okay, I've had enough of that. I'll stop singing, turn the radio off and go back to your mean self. But when it's really coming from you, from deep within, and it's really who you are, um, it's unstoppable, and you will, you will change people around you. It, 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 you. It's just the way it is. 
Now, I want to talk about the two selves you talked about. You talked about our true self, which is inside of us and kind of this loving, joy, light, positive energy. And then the external self that we, you know, that we're used to and how some of us, uh, the goal is to unite those into one person and not have them be two separate people. Correct? Correct. And um, now I want the listeners to understand B is not saying that there's anything necessarily wrong with this external person. A lot of us wear masks from, you know, uh, necessity from being maybe in a negative upbringing or having to be in an environment that was not the healthiest. But we're saying that this is a goal. And now that you know that there's another person in there to try to work on yourself to bring that person to the light. So we're not saying that there's anything wrong with the other person that you've been being, but it's just not who you are. Exactly. Yeah. And, and, you know, I think it's only fair to be a little transparent, a little more transparent to the listeners. Um, I'm seven plus years sober. So I went through, you know, almost, I mean, there's, there's, a, there's a good chance I shouldn't be here. I mean, I was on my last, last leg here. Mm-hmm. And so um, I battled, I battled real, real hard. And, and when I got when I got physically healthy, um, I knew that there was something missing mentally. So I was happy to be physically healthy, but mentally there was something missing. And so that's when the search started for me. And what I realized is that uh, your inner self is, it has two major components that I find fascinating. Number one, it's egoless which means it has no ego. Number two, it carries unconditional love. Okay. And then I'll give you one more. It's also fearless. That's the one that really kind of, I I challenged this whole inner self thing when I heard, okay, fearless, because, uh, you know, even though I was physically healthy, I was still somewhat scared of my own shadow. You mm-hmm. know, I mean, I, I still had a lot of fear about because I felt pe- people were would be able to tell where they would judge me for going out and having drinks and I'm having a cup of coffee or whatever. And so I had I, there was a lot of self-esteem issues, but fear and anxiety played a big role in my life. And so I needed to figure out where does this come from and how do I stop it? And so. The inner self, once I got to know who I really was deep down inside, yes, it really, when you tap into it, it does give you the confidence to really not be concerned about really what others say. say. I mean, it's that powerful. And you can walk in a way that you know that you and you are tight, you know, (laughs) it's like, it's, it's just amazing. It really, it's you, it's your best friend. What I would say is that it's more of who you were when you were a little kid before you kind of got brainwashed with all the BS. Well, that is a great point you bring up Rosie, because I talk about that in the very first uh, audio of the 21 day series. I have the listener actually go back to their childhood um, and and to capture a memory of their childhood, uh, of when there were you know no obligations, nothing to worry about. I mean, you know, just happy, playful. You know, you're going to get fed. You know, you know, you're going to you know everything's going to be fine. And and go back to that place, 
and really meditate on that place. And that's how the whole series starts. And the purpose for that is, and you hit it, is because nothing has changed. Nothing has really changed. The only thing that has changed is the world, society, and all the things outside. But that person, that child, that unconditional love, that fearlessness, all of that, you know, the, the, the non-ego that we all represented at six years old, that is still there. It is. And you see it with very, very young children. I say very young because, unfortunately, you know, kids are growing up too fast these days and some children are already being brainwashed with all of our cultural BS. But yes. very, very young children, you'll see them, you know, they play so freely. They're not afraid of anything. And sometimes they should be, right? And they yes. they play... It doesn't matter about race. I remember when I was a little kid, we all played together. Nobody cared about race. Nobody cared about gender. And I actually remember the switch when we started getting brainwashed. I was 12 years old and I went to school and the playground was segregated. All the black kids were playing with the black kids and the white kids were playing with the white kids. And I was off on my own. And I was like, what's going on, guys? We were just playing together <laughs> like last week. <laughs> exactly. And people exactly. started getting this quote unquote mask or fake identity of being black or being white or being a cool kid or being a nerd. Whereas before we just all played together. We didn't care. And so that's the, the authentic self, the person who doesn't, you don't care. You're just you're friends with this person because you think they're cool or whatever. Or you like them or you guys both like the swings or whatever. <laughs> exactly right. And the interesting part is, is that the only reason these cliques even exist is because when we live outside of ourself, we no longer are leaders. Mm. Now think about that statement. That is very, very we important. We become followers. And because you're wanting to fit in. You're wanting that valid external validation. Yes. Yeah. And that's why you don't leave the clique because now you're an outcast. So you become a follower. You don't lead. Leaders, true leaders, understand who they are. and They don't care. You know, they don't care. <laughs> they don't care. And they, they, they believe in, you know, their own dance, so to speak. And um, eventually, the world does catch on. You know, it doesn't take long. I won't even say eventually. It doesn't take long. But when you start walking to your true self, wow. I mean, watch out. People start to notice. But the interesting thing is that people don't notice in a way um, that you would think. Um, I get asked all the time, well, you know, I started this and it's working. I feel great. But you know, my mom or my brother or my husband or my wife, they, they haven't said anything, you know, mm -hmm. but they are really liking something. And I said, exactly. I said, because you're looking for validation from the exterior because that's what you're used to. Yes. But it's not going to come from that. I said, what they're witnessing and what they're noticing is just the vibration that's coming from you. And that's all you need. They don't even understand why things are so calm, why things are running. So why didn't we have an argument last week? Or why didn't, you know, they don't get it, but you do because mm -hmm. you have changed the vibration of the whole house or you've changed the vibration of the classroom you teach or you've changed. And this is, by the way, been a big thing for teachers now in schools about how quickly uh, and there has been studies done with, with different types of teachers teaching the same curriculum, same everything, 
um, and walking into a very rambunctious classroom and getting two completely different results. Sets of kids, right? I mean, in seconds. Mm -hmm. All about the energy from the time they walked in the door. And this happens with parenting as well. You know, I used to work at a a summer camp um, many, many years ago. And kids would act different around their parents and they would act different around us. And so I would say to parents, you know, if your kid is misbehaving it or, or acting out of line in a certain way, it may be a reflection of your parenting. And a lot of parents don't want to take responsibility for that. Correct. Because the kids yeah. would totally change around us when they're away from their parents. Yes. So that kind of reinforces what you said, B, about the reaction, the action reaction. Um, yes. I want to talk about the name of your website, Choice Within, because you're saying that we all have a choice to choose our emotions, to choose love, to choose uh, to react or not. And uh, that is very powerful, but also very controversial because, you know, we're taught to react a certain way. You know, if somebody does something, we need to judge them or we need to, you know, look down on them or punish them or whatever. And you're saying that there's another choice. Well, absolutely. Uh, you know, there, there is really no difference from any of us. Um, you know, someone's faux pas or, or big, huge mistake in life may be broadcast throughout the world to see. And they can be shamed for it for, you know, for 15 minutes or however long it lasts. And the people, the same people that are shaming that person for that, for falling short, um, have their own, but they're just closeted. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, (laughs) you know, it's, it's, it really, it's amazing. I mean, you know, the hypocrisy of, of human beings is unbelievable. And so the choice, if it comes from within, okay, it, it, it will be pure and it will be love. Because at the end of the day, that's who we all are. And I will, I, you know, I, I, just, I just can't imagine anyone disputing that. Prejudice, as you talked about before, and, and, and segregated playgrounds, all that stuff. I mean, that's learned behavior. That's not something you weren't born and someone said, you know, don't go and, you know, I mean, you, didn't, you weren't born and knew that you weren't supposed to be with a certain group. No, that was learned behavior. Yes. And so, you know, as you get older and you start to understand who you are and trust who you are and you start to make choices within. And I always tell people that there's good motive and then there's bad motive. And a lot of the decisions that a lot of people make aren't necessarily with the best motive. So, before you make a decision, ask yourself, do I have motive? And usually the answer may be yes, and it's to get an edge or an advantage of some kind. That is when you need to stop and rethink why you're doing something, because that's leading with ego. And whenever we do that, expect it to come back. I mean, I'm a big person in believing in karma. I just, I just believe that what we put out will find its way back. And so um, choice within, take a still. Just pause for a minute, gather yourself, 
and make a choice that comes from deep within because that's where you really live. That's who you really are. And the pausing is the most important part because when you're in reaction mode, when you're in ego, you can't make a conscious choice. You're living in another realm. You know, say someone slaps your mother or something, you know, you immediately react to punch them back. You Taking that pause and saying, hey, is it worth it for me to sink to this low level? You know, because the initial reaction is always going to be, um, especially when people are heightened emotionally, it's always going to be a negative reaction. So the pausing is where you gather yourself and you get back in tune with yourself, even if it's just for a second, to say, hey, I can choose from love. Absolutely. And love, I like to equate to... Um a very, very slow or even floating type of existence. So imagine the world that you deal with every single day, and then I view living from within, um, doing that same day, but in complete and total slow motion. When we live in a world where everything has to be instant gratification, everything has to be now, everything else has to be... But it has been proven just by simple things like emails and text and, and you know whatever it may be. If you write something at 9 o'clock at night, if you were to get up tomorrow morning before you send it and read it again, I promise you there will be at least three or four sentences, if not a whole paragraph, you will change. Mm-hmm. Yes. It, it, and they've it, said, it, there's been studies about people taking their time to email. It's, it's, well, that's life in general, and that's all about living from within. It, you, will, you will absolutely slow everything down. Everything comes to this. And when things get slower, then you can start seeing things more. You start enjoying things more. You recognize things more. I mean, it's, it is amazing how we can go through a day and get home, you know, we live in a world where we have benchmarks. You know, how about you know the guy that says I want to be, you know, uh, president of the United States, just for instance, and you know, work, 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 and you get to this level, and before you can even enjoy the level of being governor, you already got your sights on being the next thing. So then, let's just say that you get to wherever you got to, and you're 85 years old, and someone says, "How is your life?" You really, at that point, would have to say, "What life?" Because you never stopped to even recognize anything. It's like running on a treadmill or running on a hamster wheel. Exactly. Yeah. You didn't enjoy anything. It's a blur. It's all one big blur. And so I just encourage people to just to just slow everything down. It will make so much more sense to you. Everything that you do, everything that you say, it will start to make so much sense to you. And your whole attitude and your decision making will be out of love because people say, well, how does that happen? Well, it's because this is who you are. I mean, <laughs> that's who you are. So it will happen because that's the, the fact that it doesn't happen is because you are jumping ahead of the opportunity for love to come out. In other words, you're leading from the outside instead of the inside. Yes. And, you know, sometimes you have the same physical action but the energy is different so what does that mean so for example you can be extremely wealthy physically wealthy 
but it can be generated from a place of fear, lack, and worry, and not enoughness, and a hoarding and greed mentality. And you can also be wealthy and have a lot of finances and come from abundance, and there's enough, and giving and loving and giving you know, away money and being charitable. Those are two different um, energies, even though you may have the same business or same. D- does that make sense? Absolutely. And, um, and I, let's I, do the happier one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, uh, I, I, I talk about that in, 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 in being that um, a lot of people have been raised to think that, um, you know, being a good person and being happy requires me to give. Now, I've heard a lot of women say, my job as a wife is to be you know, there for my husband and there for my family and to give, 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 give. And then once one day I'll sit back and I'll possibly do something for myself. Well, that never happens because you get into such a routine that by the time you're 90, that's all you've done. And you feel but worn you, down and empty. Right, yeah. right. And, and, but you really have gotten, you've convinced yourself that this is happiness to give, 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 give. And you will always be second. That is what I'm on the earth for. And that's what it's all about. And I tell people, and then and uh, I was having one conversation. I said, so then what happens when someone says you look beautiful today? And th- her response was, was just what I thought it would be. She said, well, normally I would say, really? Or um, how would you, how could you say that? Or, you know, you know, I mean, and I said, so you're not really being complimentary. You're not, you're not saying thank you. And she says, well, thank you didn't really ever come to mind. And so back to your original question, I believe that it is not just important to give, but we have to receive. And the piece that people miss is that when you don't receive, you are blocking the blessing of the giver. So, so you, now you've, you've messed up their flow. You're actually being a taker. You're actually being selfish. A lot of women think that giving constantly means that they're being selfless, but it's not. It's It's very selfish. You know, imagine you're a mom and your little boy tries to do something sweet for you. You know, a lot of women who are in this give, 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 give mentality, running on a treadmill, give, 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 they don't allow their husband to give them a night off. They don't allow their son to make them a little thing and to give it. And so, you know, it's kind of like... um you know, I went out, B, and I bought you this really nice present. I spent all my time and all my money, and I really wanted to give it to you because I, it meant a lot to me, and I picked it out, and I spent all this time. It was really special, and I couldn't wait to see the look on your face. And then, you know, I give it to you, and you just look at me and go, oh, why did you do this? You know, I already have so many, and just keep it for yourself. You know, that's kind of like a dagger to my heart because I spent all day thinking uh, about you. You got it. You hit it on the head. You blocked. I blocked your giving. I blocked your flow. And a lot and, of women are brainwashed with this, oh, I'm so selfless, and actually they're being selfish. Exactly. They think that what is happening here is that by not taking it or by saying, you know, I don't need this or, you know, whatever the case may be, they're thinking that I'm actually doing them a favor. I'm actually, you know, being nice here. And no, 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 don't ever not be thankful and, you know, enjoy what is being given because that is that person's lifeline. That's their flow. Um, it is. And I see a lot of women who are over givers saying, well, I am grateful, but, 
and then not being grateful. <laughs> you know, if you're right. just saying I'm right. grateful, but and then shoving the gift back to the other person, you're exactly. not being grateful. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I have a, a really good friend and, and, and he has a he has a high school buddy. He, they're in their 60s now and he has a high school buddy who's done very well. And um, he goes out and he visits and and um, he says to me, you know, he says, B, I, I just I have such a hard time. You know, Joe is always putting me up and he's always trying to do this and do that and do this. And I said, and I said, and so what do you do? He said, I just keep telling him, no, I'll take. And I said, stop it. I said, this is what is keeping him sane. He he wants to share. This is this is a part of who he is. This is a part of his inner self acting out of love. And if you block that. Yeah, just say thank you. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. You know. And uh, a lot of people have an issue accepting and, and that's a self-esteem as well. And not yes. knowing of yourself. Because if you really understood yourself, you would know that you deserve to be selfless and giving and loving. And you also deserve to receive love and be pampered and spoiled. <laughs> uh, absolutely. And but but giving the 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 receiving of something with pure joy and receiving it from within is actually in turn giving back to the person that just gave to you. It's part of the so, giving. It's like a closed end circuit. Exactly. It becomes a circular thing. And that's what it's all about. But you've got to first learn that it all happens within. So yes, there are there are two two selves here. And we need to we need to Merge them. Merge them. <laughs> no question. Well, um, I am so sad that we have to wrap up. Um, you have had some amazing nuggets of information that I know the listeners will love. Um, is there anything else, you know, that people uh, that you're, you know, promoting or any books or anything where people can get a hold of you other than the 21 day program? Well, uh, the Twitter is at choice within, please, um, follow if you so choose. We'd love to have you on board. I, I tweet quite a bit and always some great, uh, insightful and, uh, positive, uh, tweets to keep you going throughout the day. And uh, there will be some other series that I'll be offering that I'm working on now that'll be following up the 21 day That's awesome. uh, series. And then I do have a book of poetry. It's called Poetry Stories that I wrote uh, about a year ago that um, I'm working on getting published now. But it's um, uh, I'll keep everybody up to date on that. But it's basically a book of um, I call it poetry stories because there's a there's a, a short story bef uh, that explains how the poem came about. And all the poems have to do with different phases of life. And then I, I, I wrote a poem to follow. So that'll be coming out probably in the next six months or so. Awesome. Well, B. Patrick Lewis, everyone, he, his website is choicewithin.com. Go on there right now and get this free 21-day program. Um, you know, no strings attached. Just go out there and find out who you really are. <laughs> <Right>? yeah, exactly. <laughs> and... Um, Guys, follow him on Twitter and also me. I am at Funny Rosie, and this has been Out of the Box Podcast. Guys, check out our sponsor, HugMeTees.com. Spread love, give a hug, HugMeTees.com. As always, we are on SoundCloud, Stitcher, and iTunes. If you liked the podcast, go on iTunes and leave a positive review. I know I say it every single week, but I will say it again. Out of the Box Podcast on iTunes. Log in, leave a positive review. It helps us out so much. As always, we're on outoftheboxpodcast.com and you can click on the donate button. 
We are now accepting Litecoins and Bitcoins and all alternative currency. Uh, this has been Out of the Box Podcast with Rosie Tran. Mm-hmm.